viewpoints expressed on the edge are not necessarily those of this radio station, its staff, management, or other sponsors. It's time for the Edge Radio broadcast with your host, Daniel Lott. You can join Daniel and his guests as we discover the truth together. Within the continental U.S., call toll-free 1-800-996-9638 or locally here in Indiana, 359-5593. That's toll-free 1-800-996-9638 or locally at 359-5593. You can find out more about our guests and topics by logging on to The Edge's website, theedgeam.com. That's theedgeam.com. And now here's your host for the Edge Radio Broadcast, is Daniel Lott. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Edge Radio Broadcast. My name is Daniel Lott, and you're listening to the hottest show in the nighttime sky, broadcasting from the heart of the beast in Indianapolis, Indiana, right in the middle of the country. Welcome, everybody, to the Edge Radio Show. And, you know, every Saturday night you can expect the best in guests. And tonight's guest will be having Alan Watton. And uh, if you're a conspiracy buff, well, let me tell you, Alan has done his homework, and he will be talking directly from Ontario, Canada, And when he comes on our Newsmaker line here in just a bit, and he will tell us what he has discovered about the global elite conspiracy. And, you know, uh, we've had a lot of conspiracy talk on this show, as well as religious talk, paranormal. Uh, We cover all the bases here on the Edge Radio broadcast. That's one thing you cannot do. You cannot categorize the Edge Radio broadcast. We refuse to be categorized, frankly. And... uh, and that's our whole point here on the show. And so you never know what you're going to hear on the Edge Radio broadcast. And that's why you tell your friends worldwide to log on to the Internet. You know, you need to send emails out during the show to your friends. Say, man, you not believe what's going on in this show. In fact, last week was one of those uh, shows that so aptly demonstrated the uh, tolerance, I might say, of the Edge Radio broadcast. Uh, we uh, had uh, Fred Phillips on, and he was talking about, uh, uh, well, he was from the Kansas um, uh, Westboro Church, and if you, you know, I really don't even want to discuss what we talked about. It's kind of crazy, uh, but what you want to do is go and listen to the archive. How about that? And uh, and you can hear exactly what was going on last week. In fact, you know, all of our archives are stored up there on the Edge's website, and uh, that that sh- that website is so vast, and the audio archives is so deep that that it's actually spread on several servers. Uh, around the country uh, to carry the load, and uh, and really it's it's just part of the payment we gotta pay for uh, providing it to you for free. And uh, if you uh, are if you're happy with the Edge Radio broadcast, you like hear you like to hear the guests and the comments on there, and you want to support the show anyway. No, we don't uh, we don't charge you. But what we what you could do is simply just place an ad on the Edge Radio website. You're listening to the Edge Radio program, a show so hot. Your radio might catch on fire. And that's right, everybody. Welcome back to the Edge Radio Broadcast. And if your radio is not caught on fire, then perhaps your computer will if you're listening to the live web stream. And don't forget, everyone, that uh, this show is, uh, we do podcast this show. So those of you who have podcast receiver software, 
uh, tomorrow, uh, your podcast will automatically download uh, tonight's show. And, uh, you know, it's such a cool little gadget. You need to find out about it. There's a link. If you don't have the uh, podcasting software, go to the edgeam.com website, and it is right there. Uh, we suggest the juice. That's why they call it the juice. Juice up, juice up your computer, and uh, and that will bring the program right to you. And, of course, if you have an iPod, it will. you plug your iPod in your computer, and bam, the Edge radio broadcast gets right onto your iPod. What a what a cool use of technology, and you know, I mean, you can use you can use your iPod to listen to music. But my friends, how many times do you got to hear the same song over and over and over? You need to hear something controversial, something that'll pique your interest. That is the Edge Radio broadcast on our newsmaker line. I think we have with us with us right now, Alan Watt. Alan, are you there? I am indeed. Okay, well, welcome to the uh, Edge Radio broadcast, Alan. And you are calling from uh, Ontario, Canada. I understand. That's right. Yeah. How, how's the weather up there? Uh, very cold and snow dew, yes. You know, any time I uh, think about uh, Ontario, of course, we think about Canada, and we think about the uh, the sort of uh, the uh, socialist uh, infrastructure of government there. Are, 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 is that something that you're for, the sort of socialization of programs up there? Oh, it's, uh, it's a duplicate, really, nowadays of, uh, of, of Britain and the rest of the, the European Union. It's the same uh, multi-strated uh, speciality bureaucracies um, running our lives, and it's getting, of course, more and more uh, prevalent all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight, Alan, we're going to be talking about the global elite conspiracy with you. And uh, would you think that in any way the socialization of programs, and you, as you mentioned, duplicity, is, is that part of this conspiracy? Oh, yes. Uh, it was planned a long time ago. In fact, the... Uh, Many of the players wrote about it extensively from at least the 1500s onwards, beginning with openly, and that is with John Dee, who was advisor to Queen Elizabeth I of the creation of a worldwide empire um, run by those who should run the world, the fittest, he called them, the nobility. Uh, those who'd proven through through history that the same families could conquer and dominate had the right to to do so. That's the law of nature according to high Freemasonry. And uh, John Dee was a Rosicrucian, and you see that same philosophy coming down through the workers of the the, the British Empire structure uh, into Cecil Rhodes in the 1800s, who modelled his organisation after the Jesuits to bring about the same uh, system as John Dee talked about. And, of course, um, they all belong to to Masonic organizations. And I tell people, you know, whether they're Jesuit or or, um, English Lodge or French Lodge masonry or those of India, uh, it's all the same uh, um, agenda, really, worldwide. Uh, An expert, uh, a society to be run by experts, uh, a planned society where no one will be born without a function and uh, every part from the beginning of birth uh, to death is to be monitored and directed by experts there will be no free thought whatsoever and we see this beginning to manifest itself in North America in a much more overt way today mm-hmm. Now America real, America really is just as socialist as Canada or England or any other country really we're just we just hide it in, in different ways. You know, we're not so, you mentioned overtly, but I think it's more like subvertly we do that. But uh, yes. um, we've we got a question. Uh, um, yes, that's the thing. Um, in the United States, I, I watch this, how the propaganda techniques of basic tribalism work, you see. It's the same.
same with sport. Uh, you, you have your your colors for your team, which are your tribe, and you identify with those colors. And it's the same technique that's used on, on any nation. You have your flags, your symbols, your your, your national anthems, etc. And we're all trained from from a very early age to to turn into um, attentioned robots when when those things are put in front of us. So they use the techniques of tribalism. Even when they create a multicultural society, they use the same techniques to bring you into a greater super tribe and, and uh, then send you off to war to finish off the, uh, the democratization of the world, which is really a standardization technique of the world we're talking about, the same system worldwide. Yes. Okay, is, so is this system you, you're talking about, it, it has its tentacles around the world, um, so where is the central point? I'd say the central point, there's, there's many. They always said in uh, occult masonry that in all ages they have three world centers uh, in case one gets destroyed, there's always two left. And uh, this theory goes right back into pre um and middle age Freemasonry, uh, and you can actually find traces of the same thing um, in the writings of Plato, the, the Greek uh, aristocrat who was trained in Egypt and had his education in Egypt. Uh, he talked in his day about uh, a coming world order. He, he wrote about it in a book called The Republic, uh, where once again this dominant elite who had the right to rule uh, would decide how many of the, he called them the ordinary people, its, the its would live and die, and the only function that it had was to serve the elite, and how in an ideal future state they could make this worldwide. So we're going back to over 2,300 odd years here, you know, and this same agenda has been in operation for at least that long, and since Plato had been taught by the priestcraft in Egypt, who'd already run the ancient world for at least 3,000 years. Um, we're talking 2,500, uh, 600 years ago. This same system and agenda has been in place. Okay, well, that brings us to our question here. Uh, the oppression of man is as old as man. Where, where have you traced it in your efforts to the very first uh, rollout, so to speak, of this uh elite global conspiracy. Where was the first one? The, the, the first one we're given a clue off, really, is when all the, the authorized historians agree uh, that Sumer was the birth of what they call civilization. And that, that word civilization is the key to all of this, because what they're talking about is their system. It's a system based on money and taxation. So you're saying that when money was introduced, the system was introduced? Yes, and even though uh, the, the historians agree that Sumer was the first presented, uh, Sumer uh, did not invent this system. It, it, it simply um, appeared on the spot as a full-fledged system of priestcrafts and, and uh, specialities within the priestcrafts to deal with trade, money, barter. They even had lawyers who dealt with real estate, um, slaves, etc., the value of slaves, um, and they were trading. Sumer was trading um, uh, at 5000 BC with uh, India. India was a big player in all of this, and always has been actually. Um, 
they, they, they made an island. Uh, they, they, the island Bahrain was the trading post for India and Sumer. And uh, now they've found the previous civilization prior to the Sumerians called the Harappians. Uh, and some disaster overtook them, some world catastrophe, which ties in with the ancient legends. Um, and that the elite survived deep underground and within mountains. So uh, the historian Tacitus, who was the historian for Nero, the emperor Nero, recorded the Druids' legends of, of their histories. And they had, um, they had, in their legends, they had the two or three previous ages, as they called them, with disasters happening at the end, uh, where man fought man, and then you had... Um, earthquakes and upheavals and the elite survived by living inside mountains deeply within and we find the same legends in Greece where they went into Mount Parnassus in Greece and then you have of course the, the Old Testament legend of, of an ark which really had nothing to do with it it was where it's, uh, the, the, the mountain uh, of um, uh, Ararat which is riddled with tunnels even today you can go in them so it's very possible the elite in those days too had three main places where they went to survive the catastrophes, which they perhaps brought on themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Watt, when you mentioned the uh, the uh, crafts of the uh, Egyptians, uh, is that just a working of a specific order or law, or are you suggesting that it is evil or magic or spells? Uh, in, in a sense, it's all of those things. Um, science has always been a key to everything the hidden knowledge and uh, hidden knowledge in all ages uh, is, is kept from the public because the elite never give the latest um, um, inventions to the public uh, we'll, the three levels of science the, the, from professor down that's the bottom level that goes for all the sciences uh, higher above the professor level, you'll find uh, equipment that the CIA use, which uh, as far back as the 1950s, they, they were using machines that can, they could put thoughts in people's minds uh, in line of sight, uh, for instance. Nick Begich was on television in Canada, uh, Professor Nick Begich, and he showed, he demonstrated some of this equipment, which was only the size of a handheld television remote. And he told the interviewer, Wendy Mesler, um, to stand 20 feet away. He pointed it at her, and he said, what do you hear? And she said, I hear music in the middle of my head. He said, yes, I could just put words in there just as easily. He says, this was being used by the CIA in the 1950s, and this whole table full of stuff is obsolete. Now, that's the middle level, and the controllers themselves are even further beyond that because they would never give their ultimate uh, tools and weaponry to even those that serve them, like the CIA. Alan Watt, would you suggest that, uh, based on that 1950 technology, that perhaps there are satellites in orbit that could literally beam those thoughts down to the worldwide population and, and, and set up dictators or presidents? I, I wouldn't be in the least surprised, to be honest with you. Um, as I say, everything that we're given as news uh, is to keep us in the, I call it, level one reality. Um, the media backs up uh, by repetition uh, what we're supposed to believe is the latest uh, achievements in sciences 
the magazines on, on and the, the, the stores are the same. They back that up. Um, this whole reality-making business is phenomenal, and yet it's, it's, it's really a matrix reality. It's a level one reality as to what's really going on and how far ahead they truly are. Do you believe that uh, Hollywood movies are involved with this brainwashing? Yes. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, the, the history uh, itself of, of the creation of Hollywood is fascinating, uh, where there were five men from New York who used to live in the Pale of Settlement within 50 miles of each other between, between Poland and Russia, um, just put up the money for California now, for, to, to build Hollywood. And Hollywood, of course, as we know, I'm sure your listeners probably know, Hollywood is the holy wood. It has two, two meanings. For, for the, the, the holy wood is the grove, and uh, the ancients worshipped in groves, and still do, some of the higher ones. And also the holly wood was the wood that the staff is used by the high musician, the magician, to start off the ceremonies. Um, so it, it's to cast a spell over the people. Its job is predictive programming, as it's called in Tavistock uh, language. Uh, and Tavistock in England was one of the forerunners, uh, in modern times that is, of mind manipulation uh, and getting the public to accept coming changes by introducing those changes in a fictional manner. And when people watch things by fiction, their sensor part of their mind is down. Um, they are being programmed to possibilities. And so when the real thing comes along, it, because it's kind of familiar to them, that they actually react uh, to have hardly any reaction at all. They think it's rather normal as a progression. You see, so this technique is used on us constantly, and they always show us in advance um, through fiction where they are taking us. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Edge Radio broadcast on our Newsmaker line. We have Alan Watt, and we're discussing the uh, global elite conspiracy. If you've got a question for Alan, go to the EdgeAM.com website and click on Fast Blast. It will come right to the studio. Uh, Alan, uh, can you can you uh, suggest any movie that uh, would be along that purpose to move along the agenda, the acceptance of the agenda? What movie is most prevalent? Yeah. Back in the 1800s, I should start there and preface it. In the 1800s, the, the Rothschild um, uh, group in London put up massive amounts of money for, for novelists to write novels along a science fiction genre to introduce these things into the minds of the public. And then in the, the early 1900s, um, one of them, those guys picked was H.G. Wells, uh, who was a member of the Fabian Society, uh, uh, chartered by the British Crown, the Fabian Society, um, to bring about a socialist-type, bureaucratically-run world system. Well, H.G. Wells also wrote novels, and one of them was called Shape of Things to Come, and that was turned into a movie. And the first one, actually, with Raymond Massey was very telling because they showed you their entire agenda, including the world wars they would go through. It's an old black and white movie. And he even got it right that it would begin with in Germany. And in the book, The Third World War, which was to begin in the Middle East for final domination, was to begin in Basra. Now, Basra is where the British troops went into Iraq, you see? And he wrote this back in the 19, uh, the, 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 before the, the First World War. And 
it ends, of course, with the, the domination of the police of the air, the scientific elite, who would uh, drop gas on the people below and stun them and, and make them pliable with this gas. And then you had a, a, a future, they shot ahead into the future, where you have a global elite running the world, and all the people down below who are so sick of the changes, the rapidity of change, where nothing is normal because things change so quickly. And at the very end of the movie, you have the elite offsprings going off into space to colonize space. So this, in a sense, was their agenda shown out in a, a, a supposed fictional form. Um, they do plan their own survival of their own offspring. It should be mentioned that the offspring are not commoners, uh, commoners marry um, for, for generally sexual reasons um, on the, in, a, in a hurry. Uh, the elite have their mates chosen for them by very high priesthoods who have genealogies. So we're looking at a eugenics program amongst the elite that's been ongoing for thousands of years, and that's why they don't call themselves commoners. Uh, their wives are selected uh, for special abilities, intellect, and so on. And once again, we can go back to Plato's writings in the Republic, where he discusses this, this technique of breeding people like animals for certain traits or for certain intellectual abilities or gifts. And they've been doing this for thousands of years. All right, Alan, we need to go to commercial break. And I tell you what, uh, you've dropped out a couple of time on your line here. So uh, when, when we're in a commercial, just uh, hang up on the line and call us back. And we'll try to get, see if we get a better connection. So here we go. Calls right back. All right, everybody, you're listening to the Edge Radio Broadcast. My name is Daniel Lott, and uh, we will be right back. And welcome back to the Edge Radio Broadcast. Tonight we're talking with Alan Watt, and we're discussing the global elite conspiracy. If you've got a question for Alan, go to the EdgeAM.com website, click on Fast Blast, and uh, it will come right here to the studio. And we appreciate you so much. And if any comments that you have after the show, you certainly want to go to the EdgeAM.com website, and you can just click on the my email address. You can click... Uh, uh, there's, uh, you can actually, even if you have a story, you can go and uh, submit a story. Uh, so you can suggest a guest. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can join the forum. You can take polls. We have so many opportunities for you uh, to join in the conversation that we have each and every week. And, of course, through the week, we also continue the conversation as well. And we have a number of guest suggestions in our, in our inbox that actually there, there may be um, – there may be as many as a hundred in there, and so uh, yeah, that's okay. Though we'll skim through those, and the programmer director will go through those, and then uh, we'll we'll select those according to uh, what you out there and listening in like to hear. And tonight on our newsmaker line, we have him back with us, Alan Watt. Alan, welcome back. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's kind of hard getting back on this. Okay, yeah, there. I don't know what I don't know what that was. It was it was ringing a little bit, and we. Uh, I don't know if this in or, or, but you're calling from Ontario, Canada, so who knows? I get this often, though, when I'm on the radio. What, what, what do you think that is? Uh, well, I know I get interference from, from government sources, yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting. Uh, we, there was a conversation on our forum about that, that uh, if you go to the edgeam.com website, you're literally, you're, you're rerouted to Washington, D.C., to, to either uh, the CIA headquarters or some underground bunker where, who knows? I mean, is, do you think that it is really true, or is that just a fluke? No, it's, it's, it's really true. I mean, total information network means total information. That means everyone has their, their calls monitored nowadays. And we know with the Enchelon program that certain buzzwords and so on 
uh, kick in. Uh, in fact, they have voice prints of certain people. If you're on the list, you can go anywhere in the world and phone, and, and those supercomputers immediately pick you up. And, and you would consider your your uh, topic of discussion, your interest of getting the truth out of you discovered conspiracies, is, is a threat to this uh, organization? I, I know it is because of some of the things which have happened. I mean, I've been on the air since '98. Uh, initially on shortwave radio three or four nights per week on the Sweet Liberty broadcasts, and now it's only Wednesday on the Internet broadcast on the same Sweet Liberty uh, site. And um, I'm so used to having the weirdest sounds come across my phone when I'm, when I'm on it, or else the line does drop. It drops very often, just cuts right off, and I have to reconnect. Okay. Well, that that apparently what's going on now. We'll just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead with the broadcast as, as we've got it because this is our way of sticking it to the man. Uh, Alan, what do you think about the Matrix movies? Uh, once again, it was a it was a predictive programming, which um, showed a lot of the system the, the truth in an allegorical form, because most people and I, actually it's straightforward Freemasonry in all ages. It's the the dead. Uh, symbolize the people in the matrix who don't know they're in the matrix in all ages and it also has an esoteric meaning for the ones who are running the show um, because Neo um, is, is a Neo Anderson which is the new from Andra man in Greek the new son of man that's what his name is he's a new messiah you see a new type to come and that's the Masonic doctrine of a new Superman. The whole Superman idea didn't begin with Adolf Hitler. He was simply reiterating the basic doctrine of, of uh, high Freemasonry, where they would uh, perfect that which was left imperfect, meaning man himself, and physically too, by the way. You know, so so there's so many messages within their movies for themselves and for the people. Uh, the people are entertained, and as they're being entertained, their, their minds are being conditioned along a certain pathway. But it's not for their benefit; it's for it's for the elite's benefit, actually. Okay, Alan, this question from uh, the, uh, the the Edge uh, website there fits right in with what you're saying, it, and it goes as this: uh, It is obvious that our controllers are setting the cultural, so, social, and political paradigms, and believe that we should be grateful for the life they have given us. Does an intelligent counterforce exist to combat this pervasive power group? I, I believe there is, yes. And, and uh, although I don't think it's any of the, the traditional religions we've been given, uh, I think it's beyond all of that. And I think, too, it also comes through individuals, not in, in groupthink. It's not a, a groupthink as such. It's an individual uh, connection that's made, really, by a person's own desire or, or for seeking the truth to the ultimate extreme, which is not always to go out there and find out uh, previous truths, uh, previous explanations about it, but also go in your own direction. Because if, if the kingdom of heaven is within you, it means that the answers somewhere are in there too. You know, And we have so much knowledge within us and so much uh, capacity to reason and understand, I think that's really what brings us to the, the, the higher understandings of, of all truths. Uh, but that takes a lot of, of real searching. We've been trained from childhood to follow leaders. That's our problem. And the elite in, in all ages give us the, the, the leaders to follow. 
Well, Alan, that, uh, that you mentioned a, a sort of an individual basis, and a few weeks ago we had David Von Cleest on who uh, made the video of the 9-11 in plain sight, and he, he put it as death to the man with a thousand little needles. That is, the needle of this show, you know, you've been a needle, somebody out there in listening land being a needle. Is that, is that what you're saying? Is this how we uh, can fight against the machine? Uh, absolutely. Uh, in the end, it all comes down because we're all given choices to make in this system. And at the moment, you can see them being forced upon people. Uh, and, and people, as a group, generally will go along with them each step at a time, where it's more taxation for something, more fees for driving, or, or, or even the new ID card that's coming along in 2007. Uh, it's a step-by-step process to, to eventually getting a chip implanted in the body. Uh, that's where it's all heading. And when and, and really, there's no compromise with these guys. Uh, compromise, it means that you're giving something up each time, so there's less to hold on to when they give you the next demand. And that's how simply it works. Alan, do you know of anyone who's had that RFID chip implanted? Yes. Yes, I, I, knew, I knew people in Britain back in the, 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 the 70s. Um, a strange phenomena broke out all over Europe. I don't know about America, probably the same thing, um, in, in psychiatry. Psychiatry uh, used to, and of course we know that, for instance, the MK Ultra organization was only one of, of, of a worldwide expanded system of using psychiatric inmates for, for testing various um, mind control devices upon. Uh, but in the 1960s and 70s, the nature of schizophrenia uh, took on a strange turning because uh, and when things happen very quickly, um, whether it's physically or mentally, then there's a cause for it. And so many people were coming in diagnosed as schizophrenic um, but for the first time, rather than having uh, religious hallucinations or whatever, um, they were actually complaining that they were being controlled by chips uh, uh, attached to computers uh, which were, were controlling their thoughts and their actions. That was a brand new phenomena. And uh, studies which were done on, on this found that pretty well all of these guys, primarily men, had been in the military and had received minor operations for whilst in the military. So I, that, that was the first time these things were actually being tested on people, and the guys were being locked up quite naturally uh, in psychiatric institutions and diagnosed as schizophrenic. But then, of course, they were being monitored for their entire stay there, sometimes for life. Alan, do you think that uh, religions were invented by this global elite to pit groups against each other to make them more controllable? Yes, that, that's, that's on one level, there's, there's, I have no doubt, because um, I found the same esoteric stories, not, not different esoteric stories, but the exact same ones within every religion, if you know how to read them. And, and that means there was a central control uh, which put out these religions a long, long time ago. Are you talking about esoteric stories like Noah's Ark? Is that what you're talking about, stories? Um, it, 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 it's, it, yeah, it's more than just the stories. It, it's the, behind the exoteric story, there's always an inner story uh, of a truth. And then there's a further esoteric uh, reality behind that. And, uh, in fact, those, those truths are taught in very, very high Freemasonry. 
um, but we're above the 40th degree. In the 40th degree, that's when they begin to be told the truth in masonry. Those, the few that are picked to go up there, life begins at 40. That's what that means. And then they're told the truth. But I've been lucky enough to have an ability to, to, to actually, through my studies and so on, to actually see it for myself. And it doesn't matter where you're looking at the, 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 the system of India and Brahma um, or, or Christianity or Judaism, uh, you'll find the same esoteric truths uh, encoded there and uh, never taught from any pulpit to, to the general public who are called the profane, those in the darkness. But they are all identical. They're identical stories, yes. Alan, uh, we, a couple of weeks ago we had uh, Colonel Craig Roberts on, and he said that there is, because you're mentioning the uh, the Masons, he said above the Masons, above the Illuminati, that he's discovered the existence of a 12-member group that is supposedly the seat of power for all of those groups. Uh, have you found any information along those lines? I know that they do have uh, definite layers of, uh, well, of councils, they call them, and committees. And uh, they, they all have their, their higher functions. And uh, at, the, at the top, it's rumored at the top there are 12 seats where they sit with a 13th seat which is left vacant. And that's for the one to come, as they say. And, of course, that's modeled after the, the resurrection of Osiris, the ancient Egyptian deity um, who was cut up into pieces by Seth, which is son Seth. Sun is the, the, the Osiris, and Set is his opposition. Sun Set. So Set cuts up his brother, and only 13 parts were found. Uh, so that's the process of regeneration, as they call it, because their purpose is to regenerate uh, societies when they become stagnant, meaning that there's no progress. They have a plan which needs progress, and so they use the laws of nature, which is conflict, and war to bring about the changes into the next level of society. And every time you take a breathing space and you think, my God, we can relax now, bang, they hit you with the next one and you're, you're moving again. So, so through the understanding of nature and the oppositions required to create change, which is summer versus winter, you, you bring out your desired change, which Hegel called your synthesis, basically. This is an ongoing thing. And that's why the stagnant or arrested civilizations, as they, they call them, the ethnologists call them, have to be eradicated because they will not be allowed to come into the, the next age. And what we're really looking at here through all the religions is, uh, is a very, very basic form of Hinduism. All religions really come from the same source, really. Alan, you mentioned um, uh, 13 being uh, from the... Uh uh, the the from Osiris uh, in then the twelve chairs. Do you believe that that thirteenth seat may be the seat of Satan? It, it, it could be called that or Lucifer. There's no doubt in, in the high organization they do refer to Lucifer as their deity, the son of the morning, the light bringer, light being reason, intellect, power, etc. Uh, the rebel. You see, they call themselves rebels who are behind all revolutions. Uh, as Albert Pike, who was, wrote his own book, Morals and Dogma, which every 33rd degree Mason received, um, he said that, uh, make no mistake, that our God is Lucifer, uh, the light bringer. 
Yeah, do you believe in the existence of Lucifer, or is it just a, a, a type in the shadow of a, of a, of a committee? It's, uh, it's, it's, well, it's an odd phenomena in, in the sense uh, that um, they believe in it. Uh, in fact, they, they have their own inner religion in, at uh, the noble level, nobility and aristocracy, which is an odd religion because um, they claim that, 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 that they were cast here as rebels who rebelled against the ruling God, basically, or entity. And when they came here because they were higher than the original species that already existed here, uh, they retained tremendous um, occult powers by their, their pure spirit mind form, and they used existing matter here on the planet to create their own bodies, which were perfect, and they could then inhabit being perfect spiritual beings. But after inbreeding with the, the native people here, uh, they began to lose those powers, hence the need to start a, um, a, an inbreeding program to get those powers back. That's what they claim. Where did the powers go? Did somebody take them away? I mean, were they useless? They, they meant that by inbreeding with, with the, the, the native people, uh, they, it was diluted and lost. And so they had to get back to mate with each other from that original stock that they'd made themselves. And, and, and so from then on, they've had priesthoods doing their genealogies to make sure they only breed within their own, their own type, basically. And hopefully they could, they could uh, regain that high intellect and ability to be very, very cunning and, and, and then have the right to dominate this whole world and rebuild the planet the way they want it to be rebuilt, basically. Uh, Alan, are you on a cell phone or a landline? Uh, this is a landline, yeah. Uh, uh, let me ask you then, uh, is weather controlled by this uh, hidden hidden power? Oh, weather is controlled. That's been out in, in, in some open circles for a while. Um, uh, we, we know that, that the HARP facility in Alaska, that, it's, always, it's also been shown on the television here on, on the Wendy Mesley show, uh, who did the Nick Bigage interview, they showed you the, the, the photographs uh, over the harp area with all the antennas. They went into the base and talked to the guy who was the, the PR man for the, for the military up there. And um, he did admit that it can do all those things that, that, that uh, people were claiming it could do, although he said they were not using it for those purposes. Um, however, they, they did not build it simply to admire they built it to use. And you'll find uh, in the 70s, they made a treaty at the United Nations with all countries because there's over 56 of these things worldwide. And in the treaty, the United Nations treaty, you'll find all of the things it's capable of doing, which is causing earthquakes uh, and creating hurricanes, tornadoes, um, floods, droughts, uh, all weather phenomena. Uh, it also has the ability to influence the moods and the minds of the, of the public, the general public. Um, they tested it on the people of Maine. Uh, they had a lawsuit in against the U.S. government for that reason because they were the guinea pigs uh, over a, a few years period where the, the suicide rate shot up through depression. Domestic animals were biting their, their, their owners. And... Um, 
when they switched it to a slightly different frequency, the people became aggressive and had, had more domestic uh, disturbances than ever before. So, so emotion and mood change is one of the easiest things they can cause with, with that. Uh, in the treaty, it, it mentions the ability to carry a secondary signal on it, piggyback it, which could actually put thoughts into your head on a subliminal level. Is there, is there any way to keep those thoughts out of your head? Uh, you'd, you'd have, uh, I'll, 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 take you, I'll take you to an interesting part of history here because some of the ancient legends claim that this happened before. And if you go into the, 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 the high Brahmins of the north of India, uh, talking about coming through from a previous age, uh, they said that, that they lived um, by going inside mountains, but also by, by having hats or helmets made of copper, which had trailing ends, meaning wires, which trailed like grounding wires, and uh, they survived. Uh, the Algonquin Indians of Canada have a similar legend where they went into the, the, the huge copper areas up where I am even, in the Sudbury area, and they, they went into, into uh, caves and so on, which are full of copper ore, and they also survived. So it would seem that you'd have to shield yourself with some kind of uh, uh, material such as copper to survive that under a full-scale uh, attack. Yeah. Alan, do you believe that there will be any sort of coming superstorm or uh, a cataclysmic event such as a nuclear war? There will be some kind of cataclysmic events or, or a series of many ones. We've already seen that, that beginning with the tsunami. Uh, we know that Britain patented a tsunami bomb which was planted by submarines deep within faults off islands. They were going to use it on Japan before they used the A-bomb. Um, so they have the abilities to create all of the phenomenon of, of, of uh, catastrophe including the weather modification, which by itself can, can bring on a lot of that uh, itself. So I'm sure they will, because <clears throat> they must get us changing our system um, from where we are today with, with our limited freedoms, uh, but still the right to pick mates or marriage or offspring and so on. They want to change all that into a totally planned society where you will not be born unless they have a function for you. And the society that they talk about in their writings at the Council on Foreign Relations, and which is just, just the American branch of the Royal Institute for International Affairs, um, the, is to be a society where you're born with a duty to the system, and, and you will work. That will be your reward, is to work for the state or serve the elite, in other words. Yeah, well, Alan, speaking of rewards, uh, for those that are involved with this global elite conspiracy from the Masonry or from the Illuminati or any other organization, do they just promise them power on this earth, or do they promise them something beyond the grave as well? Well, uh, well here's part of their, their religion, their inner religion. Since they themselves claim that, that, that they are a different form of spirit than, than a domestic race that existed here. They believe they're a higher form. Uh, you'll find down through the ages and, and down through the writings of, for instance, the, the Roman nobility and the Egyptian too, that they believe that they can reincarnate their own lineage back into their lineage. So you could bring a grandfather into a grandson, for instance. 
that's part of what they believe. That's why they also keep the, the, the physical side almost as pure as they can. Uh, that the perfect spirit can only inhabit the perfect body, meaning their own lineages. And you'll find reference to this in the, the, the Book of the Dead of Egypt, which is really called the Book of Life, um, where, where they, they had a ceremony where if a pharaoh died, they'd bring his son in next to him and lay him down next to the father and go through this process of transferring the spirit to the son. So you could, be a, you, you could literally have your own spirit plus your father's in the same uh, body. That's what they believed. And it's the same with the Romans, with the Lares, the fire in, in their, their house containing the spirits of their ancestors which would come back into the same family lineages. This is part of what they want. So since their spirit, in a sense, is immortal to them, if they can create an immortal physical body to fix the spirit's sin, then they will be gods of what they call the above and below the spirit world and the physical. And hence the rush towards eugenics. Now David Suzuki, who is a big, uh, he's a geneticist who is a spokesman for all the big uh, wildlife organizations run by Prince Philip and who does all the nature programs for, to brainwash the children, uh, said on national television in Canada, and he, remember, he's a top geneticist, and he knows the plan. Um, he, wa he also said that they want, he says, we'll have to cull off uh, over 5 billion people to save the world. He's, he's an elitist and a eugenicist. He said nationally that we now have the ability to make a person live for 500 years at least, if we want to, by simply switching off the, the time clock gene. Really? Yes. So, so they can do it, yes. Well, Alan, we've got to go to our 9 o'clock break here, so you want to just hang on the line through the break, please? Sure. All right, everybody, you're listening to The Edge Radio Broadcast, and my name is Daniel Lott, and we're talking with Alan Watt this evening. We're talking about the global elite conspiracy, and if you've got a question for Alan, get in line, because there are dozens of questions here, and we're trying to filter through to the best ones, so make it good. Go to the edgeam.com website, click on Fast Blast. It'll come right here to the studio, and don't forget to tune in this Wednesday night for our VoIP show. If you want to know what that's all about, it's The Edge's uh, opportunity for financial uh uh, enhancement in your life, I suppose one might say. You might want to see what that's all about. Go to the uh, LightyearEdge.com website. My name is Daniel Lott, and we will be right back after the break. 